You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. tournament it's finally here the brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever how large you may ask one million dollars in total prizes up for grabs and if that's not enough check this out when you enter the free DraftKings one million dollar survival pool you could win a shot at ten thousand dollars for every upset uh, throughout the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. You just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you only can pick one team uh, for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe source app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN to enter the DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 89 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday. I don't want to say the work week started at <laughs> the end of the weekend. It's weird. I, I think I say this every Sunday night around 8 o'clock. It's like, where did the weekend go? And why doesn't work take this go this quick? But, um, yeah, I feel you. Well, guys, um, here we are, though. Another uh, shit show Sunday episode. Um, I, I encourage everybody to go back and check out Wednesday's episode with Jordan Clark. Tremendous guest. Uh, I'd like to thank Jordan again for coming on the show. Um, really, well, It's been really well received. Um, he was a cool guest, man. Five-year Western Hockey League vet. Dude fought everybody. 70-plus fights. Colton Orr multiple times, Randy Ponte, uh, Derek Englund, Matt Sommerfeld, on and on. And, uh, you know, told great stories, co- getting coached by McClellan and Prince Albert um, and all that stuff. And I, I'd like to thank him right now, again, for, you know, uh, promoting the show. I know it was on Facebook and he uh, and they uh, promoted it on their, you know, uh, Jordan's wife and himself. Um, I think there's a brother, I think there was a few Clark clan in there promoting it, which I, I really appreciate. I mean, that's advertising for myself right that's that's uh you know as a as a as a host or as a podcaster creator i don't know what do you call yourself 
um, I don't know, whatever. When I have for my a show, a small show like myself, um, yeah, hey, any advertising uh, like in that sense is is great. So I um, I really appreciate it when a guest does that. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, episode eighty nine, I encourage everybody to go back and check out the back catalog. Um, I've had Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Clark Wilm, Roman Volpat, Joey Tenerenko. On it, list goes on and on. I've had great guests. Uh, they tell great stories. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Uh, but more to say. So I mean, every Wednesday is uh, is interview day, whether it be with a player or a fellow fight fan uh, or what have you. And then uh, Sunday is uh, whatever this is. Me staring out the window and ranting, I guess about the uh, I don't know about a number of things, current topics. Uh, I will say the Enforcer Appreciation Facebook group has been a gold mine for uh, for topics to discuss. Maybe it's not so much the topics to discuss; it's more the replies to those topics is what I'm going to yell about. But um, it's like I always ha- I respect your right to an opinion to have an opinion, but doesn't mean I respect your opinion. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we'll talk about a, a number of things and on these shows, um, you know, like I said, whether they be cur- or old ep- or old articles I dig up or whatever, I don't know, why am I explaining the show you're listening to it? So whatever. Um, but before I get into that, of course, I said, I am sponsored by the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, there are 55 shows on the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever fan, whatever team you're a fan of. There's a show for you. Um, actually, there's a few shows on a few teams. But, uh, uh, yeah, so definitely check that out. There's some ex-players that do shows that are co-hosting. Kyle McLaren, uh, Craig Ludwig. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. Of course, Terry Ryan, Brad Lee, myself, we're on the original content side. Um, yeah, guys. Um, like I said, whatever you're, whatever you're into, the network has something for you. Um, for my off-network friends, of course, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, Islander Enforcer Podcast. Um, he's had Mick Fakota on, Eric Bolton, Jason Strudwig, on and on. Right now, we're in the middle of the Trevor Gillies Marathon. Um, part 3 is, is has been up. Um, I believe Joe releases every Monday. Is it every Monday or Tuesday? It's at the beginning of the week, I believe it's Monday. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, they're part 3. They're just getting to the island now, and uh, they're they're like 9 hours in. So yeah, that gives you an indication how long. Each of these episodes about three hours. They're so in-depth. Um, Trevor's a great storyteller, remembers everything. And like I said, Joe's Joe uh, does the research. and I mean, they're not leaving a, ter- a stone unturned. And, uh, and then plus, they've been friends for years and years. So you're getting a real a personal type attachment to the interview. Or a personal type deal. Um, so like I've, I've said this multiple times, and I, I've meant it. And it's, yeah, it's going to be the gold standard of every player podcast interview. Like, well, no one will be able to measure up to it unless you have a personal friendship with the player. But then again, it's like, what player played that long too? You know, like Gilly's played 20 years pro, you know? So it's like, and he remembers everything. And like I said, and he can tell a story. That's the big thing. I mean, you can have guys that have had careers great careers and they'll come on a podcast and you know, whatever it's, it, you know, you, you always thank them for coming on and everything, but some people just aren't storytellers. So the show's a little, eh, you know, a little dry. Um, so, and I've been there, I've had guests on my show that were dry, you know, and you try to get it out of them, but if the guy's not going to tell the story or is not comfortable with it, well, what are you going to do? Hit stop and hang up on them? Like, 
you know, not that anything's bad and that bad. I'm not saying that, but I, you know what I'm saying? Just some guests are, are into it and others aren't. It's just not their personality. So, yeah, but Trevor is. He's into it and he remembers everything. And, and like I said, and then Joe's the perfect host because Joe dig deep and bring stuff up too. So, yeah, no, it's a great, I encourage everybody to go, go listen to it. And Gillies lays out what the Enforcer role is all about and how he approached it. Um, yeah, and it's, it's tremendous. Loving it. Um, then of course, uh, Fred and Dave over at the Slewfoot show and Paul, Dan and Kelly at the Obey the Puck show and their current hockey talk about all the things happening of the day, whether it be in the NHL, the minors, women's hockey, um, and they're good people. So I always say thank you for, for, uh, I listen to their show so I don't have to watch, you know, and I'm in the loop. I stay in the loop with you crazy kids. But, uh, yeah, they're good people, so check, definitely check them out. And I'm going to talk, five for fighting, I'm not even talk about it. Now, all of a sudden, he's making a comeback. You know, he retires, collects his pension, now he's going to double dip. So I don't know what's going on out there in that friggin' Florida swamp. I don't know, he's coming, going, you know, every which way. I don't know, he's like a fart in a blanket. Yeah. First, he was retiring. We gave him his gold watch and his send-off. I told him I'm not bringing his, I'm not pulling his jersey down from the rafters. I'm not, he can go up there and do it. If he's going to come back. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but, we'll talk about that. Well, I'll, I got to check in with him later. I'll get to the bottom of this. I'll do some investigative journalism. Alright guys, let's get into this. What are we going to talk about today? Well, Of course, Tom Wilson's back in the news. Talk about that. Um, Reeve, Ryan Reeves and Curtis Gabriel. Well, we'll talk about Gabriel and we'll talk about Reeves. Um, separate things. Nope, don't fall down. There we go. <clears throat> Got bobble edges hanging on the edges of counters here. We can't have that. Um, Lucic versus Cam Neely was a topic that got brought up in the group. And we'll discuss that. And, and my search, on my Google search, I was cyber surfing. Um, the other day, and I came across an article. I can't, I don't know when it was written. I didn't look that deep into it. Um, uh, but that was a little thing on Sports Illustrated, SportsIllustrated.com had the Chicago Blackhawks top 15 all time fighters. So <laughs> eh, we'll look into that list. We'll break that down. But first, I want to bring up something that came up <clears throat> on my timeline on Twitter. Um, Oh, that's the other thing. If you're on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, give me a follow um, as well. I'm on Facebook. I made a, a show page for Facebook. So send me a friend's request, Fourth Line Voice, and um, join the Enforcer Appreciation Group. And YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. See the pattern here. But 2,500 videos. I try to put up new videos every week. It's... Um, some weeks are better than others. Actually, I just put a bunch of SJHL fights up, um, older ones. Um, but I do have some more DVDs coming. And uh, it's going to be some cool older minor league stuff. Um, you know, some Charlotte stuff. Um, man, I can't remember what I got. Some older OHL. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be cool. Some Bingington uh, range, like some old Domi in the American League. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing those. Um, not, I mean... Not new footage, air quotes, like 2019, no, just new to you type footage. It's some older footage that hasn't been out there, and uh, yeah, old good old day stuff. So I'll upload that when I get it. Um, 
but yeah, definitely check out the channel. Hit the subscribe, subscribe to it. Hit the notifications. That way, every time I upload something, you won't miss it. But yeah, just go to the search engine on my site. I've got everything sorted. So whatever league you're looking for, OHL, WHL, whatever, type it in, boom, 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 all the fights will come up. Um, yeah, so definitely check it out. Hey, if you're listening to this show right now, um, well, obviously you're listening to it because you're hearing me talk right now. Um, don't stream, download. I, I don't make any money when you stream. you got to download this stuff. Help me get paid. Come on, you want to help old Darren out, don't you? Mom needs a new pair of shoes here. I need all the help I can get from my listeners. I feel like I sound like Lars Ulrich when he's going after Napster back in the day. The young kids won't know what the hell I'm talking about. I know, you probably know Napster. But download my shit. Stop, stop. Was it streaming? Is that the word I'm looking for? Help me. Don't stream, download. I need the money. All the major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, my own website. I put all the links up. You probably clicked on one of them. Um, I think if you subscribe, like if you're on Spotify and you subscribe or iTunes, I think you get the episode sooner. Um, like you get it right when it's been uploaded. I believe. I think somebody told me that. I might. I don't know, but I think you get the show sooner. I believe. So instead of waiting until Sunday afternoon, you know, you'll get it Sunday morning. Or maybe you don't want to get it. I don't know. Maybe unsubscribe. No, don't unsubscribe. Don't do that. No, just subscribe to the channel. It'll make things a whole much easier. And rate and review the show. It helps me out. Um, yeah, I'm asking for a lot, aren't I? Yeah. I hate to sound so needy only 11 minutes in. But this type of thing helps me, guys. Um, in all seriousness, you know, when you're a small show, I mean, all the help I can get, uh, the more you share it on Facebook or retweet it or, um, you know, mention it, it's all, it all helps. Um, you know, I don't have an alcohol named after me and I don't have a big, uh, massive network, like Barstool or something. I'm not knocking the hockey podcast network, but you know, we're the little engine that could, I mean, you got Barstool and stuff like that. I mean, those are global businesses, right? So, um, you know, at word of mouth is how is it helps this helps my show out, helps my YouTube channel out. So for you, the listeners, you guys listening out there, um, if you could promote, help me promote it, you know, just all just hey, I'm not saying you got to tell everybody and put it in the fucking family Christmas letter at the end of the year or anything, but hey, if you can retweet it, mention it to a an old school fan, hey, you should check this idiot out in Saskatoon. Um, you know, hey, that's all appreciated. I, you know, for all my regular listeners, you know, you guys know I appreciate you. Um, yeah. So anything you can do to help it, this is, Hey, this is a, a, a fan, a fan show. And it, like I said, this is your show, you know? So, you know, and, uh, you know, we try to help each other here and, uh, yeah. So if you can download my stuff and promote my stuff, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, but yes, enough of the charity stuff. Let's get on to, let's get on to things. Um, no, the first thing I want to talk about, it came up in my Twitter timeline. Um, uh, Cam Jansen's, uh, the Cam and Strick podcast. Um, they do a good job. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat or lie. I haven't, I don't listen to a ton of episodes. I've listened to a few. Um, I really enjoy the fight breakdown videos that they were doing. Sorry, the phone, phone, my phone was ringing. Where was I? What was I just saying? Oh, yeah, the Cam Strick show. So they just had Mike Bab, Mike Babcock on. And, uh, you know, again, I, I really don't give a shit what Mike Babcock has to say to it. I didn't listen to it. Uh, but I heard the audio clip 
um, somebody clipped off when he was talking. They, Cam and them asked him about Mike Commodore because, as anybody knows that's followed it, Mike Commodore has been very outspoken and hates Mike Babcock, and, and at every opportunity will mention that. Um, so it was got, they brought it up to Babcock, and he replied, and um, and okay. Well, I saw a couple um, replies to this, and these guys were given um, cam shit for asking softball questions. Oh, I see, as soon as you heard that, you should have, like, grilled him and done this. Okay, like, I didn't realize Cam Jansen, and then this guy brings up, like, journalistic integrity or whatever, and it's like, or if you're going to be a journalist or whatever, that some term, like, yeah, you got to be a, if you're going to be a journalist, do it right or something like that. And it was just, like, so, like, when, I, I don't look at Cam Jansen, like, when was Cam Jansen's Dan Rather all of a sudden? Like, he's some fucking war, cor- you know, war correspondent, you know, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, he's just, really? Like, I don't know. And the reason it kind of, I was just like rolling my eyes is because when was a little while ago, I had some putts tell me that about my question, my journalistic and my journalistic integrity or something. It was like, uh, when, that's why I asked Joe, when, when did I become a, when did we become journalists? Um, you know, but it was just like, you're asking softball questions, you you know, okay. Well, I believe if I'm not mistaken, They've had Mike Commodore on the show, and they talked about Babcock. Now they've had Babcock on the show, and he talked about Mike Commodore. Okay, well now it's up to you, the listener, to decide. Your make your form your opinion then. And at the end of the day, there's two sides to every story, and the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. It, that's not up to. It's a podcast, like like I don't, again. I'm just sort of. What, I don't know what you want out of Cam. Like, is he supposed to go beat up Babcock and make make him talk? You know, or or grill him until he hangs up on him? But no, there, there's your aunt. You know, like, he asked the question, he got the answer. Okay, just because you didn't like the answer doesn't make it the wrong answer. But that was Babcock's answer on things. You've heard Com- Commodore's answer on things. Okay, well, it's up to you to decide then. If you're on Team Commie or Team Babs, whatever. At the end of the day, I don't know, really know how a fan can pick a side. I mean, because we weren't there. Like I said, that they each have their side of the story, and they both think they're right. So, who knows? We weren't there. I mean, over the years, you've heard, and he, Babcock has pulled shitty things. So, of course, you tend to lean towards Commodore. I mean, I know... You know, we're all biased in our own way. Yeah, I'm on Team Commodore, of course. You know, Babcock sounds like an asshole. But, I don't know him. I've never played for him, so I don't know. You know, and again, and other people, everyone has individual... Like, I've had guests on my show that were coached by Babcock. And it's been a very variety of answers. Some said he was okay, others can't stand him. And the ones that, the ones that didn't mind him, am I supposed to grill him? Like, you know, that everyone, as we go through life, our experiences with people are different than other people's experiences. It's just like the boss at work. I get along with my supervisor at work. Him and I are friends. But there are people I work with that hate him. You know, so, I mean, everyone's experience is different. 
So I don't know, but it was just it. That, this really has no end. This story really has no. Or my point has no ending. Really, it was just more like, why are we grilling Cam Jansen's on not on not uh, on his journalist on his journalism or journalistic integrity? Why can't I say that word? Journalistic? No, journalist. The hell word is it? I'm trying to see. You know what I'm saying? It's Friday. I don't know. I'm tongue tied. I don't know what my deal is. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Is it like he's supposed to the hard hit him the hard hitting journalism? Of the Camus Strick show was somehow compromised in the Babcock. You're being too nice to him. Okay. Oh, fuck. Some people. Yes. Well, looking at my notes, the next thing I have on here is the Tom Wilson hit. Of course, Tom Wilson um, hit. No, who did Carlo for the Bruins? Is that the guy's name? Forgive me. I don't. I don't really watch, so I don't. I, I saw the clip obviously to talk about it. I, I'm a highlights guy. I see highlights, but I don't watch the games, and I'm not paying attention to the rosters. So I really, I can't tell you. But I know he had a brew. It was a Bruin anyway. For and he got seven games. The, <clears throat> the first thing I want to bring up was interesting on John Scott's interview or podcast. Again, I heard a clip about a minute long. John Scott talking about it would be very if if Tom Wilson was a Bruin and threw that hit. How Jack Edwards would not be shitting all over him. This is John Scott's words. And John Scott would probably be right about that. And uh, he said like... And I guess Jack Edwards is going on about Wilson being out of the league. Or he's a goon or whatever. And it's like... And he, like he said, well, if, if Tom Wilson played for the Bruins... Like Jack Edwards would wash his car every day or whatever. It was something along those lines. Because John Scott has... When he fought Sean Thornton... Jack Edwards said the same thing. Oh, he's a big dummy, and why is he out there in a goon or whatever? Whatever Scott was saying, and he was like, "Yeah, but if I played for the Bruins, he did." He said, "You know, basically, he was like Jack Edwards would kiss my ass if I had played for the Bruins." I'm par- he didn't say that part because he's he's classier than I am. But uh, but you know that's what he's getting at, or I think he said he'd buy me breakfast every day or something. Yeah, so it's it's interesting, and I what I don't know what episode it was that I I brought up the. How I think, um, yeah, announcers definitely influence um, people's reactions to things. Like I said, they hear it in their ear, right? And I think it and it plants things subliminally. And uh, yeah, and especially when you get the Homer fans talking, they they get like the Jack Edwards soundtrack on their head. And if Jack said it, a mouse break throw, you know, and not just Bruins, like everybody, right? Every Homer fan, um, like you can even hear it when like. Even or you even see it when they're like arguing on on social media, because they'll be they'll be using what the announcer said as like an excuse, you know, or their reasoning for, and it's like, okay, do you have any original thought, or are you just gonna parrot what you heard, you know, like, you know, but that's whatever. But now getting on to the hit, um, as somebody put up the still pictures, because I didn't. I don't want to see anybody get hurt or anything like that. But at the same time, I don't give a shit enough to go and super slow-mo it and whatever. I do screen captures and stuff. I don't give a shit. But this guy did put up the screen captures of the hit. And uh, it was weird because when Wilson came in to hit him, it's like Carlos, I I think, I want to say that's the guy's last name. His stick was kind of up and Wilson sort of ran into it because you can see him as he's going to hit him, his head kind of snaps back too as he's hitting the guy. So it's like he's getting hit in the face too. But um, Carlo's head's down. He's kind of crouched a little bit. So then it's right against the glass. Um, hey, and when you watch, 
watch the hit, it's like, okay, yeah, you hit him in the head. <clears throat> but it's true, this guy still show it. He hits shoulder first. Wilson hits his shoulder first, shoulder to shoulder. And then just keeps, and then like keeps following through into the guy's head. Cause his head was sort of sticking out and down. Like it wasn't, like he, like stand straight up. Okay, as you're listening to this, sit straight up or stand straight up. Now kind of like slouch at your shoulders and stick your head out. I'm doing it as I'm talking. And that's kind of how this guy was. If you go watch the hit, you know what I'm talking about. He's not, it's not perfectly up and down. He's, you know, and Wilson sort of hits his shoulder and then keeps going through to his head. So was it targeting the head? No, I don't think so. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. So mm, it's tough, right? Because there's so much momentum. You're going so fast. Um, and again, Wilson's name, of course, will add to it. Um, so, yeah, it was a tough one. I mean, I, you got to make the call for sure. Um, I'm not completely outraged over it like other people are. Um, you know, I don't think you should be getting the season or or anything like that. Or, or you always get these guys that, well, he should be he should miss as many games as the victim does. Like, okay, well, what if the victim has a history of concussions? Well, he should miss the same amount of time. Yeah, but he didn't give him the other concussions, dummy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, stop, that's stupid, you know. But, um, and clearly some people heal faster than others. Or, or what if this guy decides, oh, you know what, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's had four or five concussions previous and he retires. I'm not saying about Carl, I'm just saying in general. And the guy decides to retire. Okay, so the guy that hit him, does he have to retire too? Like, you see the flaw in this logic here? Um, yeah, so that's, stop with that stupidity. Um, now, you know, I don't know, some people say seven's too much, others say it's too little, and, you know, I'm, I'm whatever, and indifferent. It's just kind of, you know, at the same time, I'm not one to sit here, oh, old time hockey, it was clean. Well, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yeah, he hit him in the shoulder, but he, <clears throat> he also ran the guy's head into the boards at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just a tough shot, you know? And I mean, hey, this show's all about old time hockey. I'm an old fart and bitter at the world, bitter at new, hate new hockey and everything else. But, um, I'm not just going to sit and scream that, well, back in the day it was fine. Okay. Well, that's not really an argument that back in the day it was fine. Well, yeah, we did a lot of things back in the day that were kind of stupid. You know, in reality. Wake up, man. You know, there's a lot of guys suffering because of stuff we did back then. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole, like, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, it's it's a physical game and contact. And contact leads to head trauma, without a doubt. You know, so I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, yeah, there was a lot of things that, you know, back in the day that didn't need to happen. Even I'll admit that. So to hang your hat on that hook is a little, okay, like rev it down a little bit, you know. Like, I, hey, I love grapes. I, we all love Don Cherry, but, you know, I mean, some of you try way too hard to sound like Don Cherry. And it's like, yeah, the thing is, is when Cherry said stuff, he understood where he lived through it and did it. You didn't. And so it doesn't sound the same. It doesn't have the same, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of things also that I wish would go back to the way they were without a doubt too. So, 
But yeah, that was a tough hit. Um, but yeah, that kind of leads me into, hell, that was a segue, I didn't even plan that. Um, as, like, as I said, the, the one thing about the Enforcer Appreciation Group since I've joined it, it's given me, uh, gold in terms of, uh, content to talk about. Um, well, one of the things, of course, uh, Reeves fought Gabriel, Curtis Gabriel. Um, good fight. Um, I actually, uh, really dig Curtis Gabriel, um, Everybody go if you go back. I mean, it's new age, so I mean, all his videos should be out there. Um, well, they must be because I've seen them. Um, yeah, man, go back and watch his American League stuff. Some great fights, Gallant, uh, Limbus. Yeah, um, on and on. Had some really good fights. Um, he's fought Reeves before. Um, yeah, I did Curtis Gabriel, man. I can't. I don't know what. And uh, William over at the Biscuit interviewed him. It was a great interview. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, that was a while back, but, uh, I encourage you to go check that out. Um, yeah, cool interview. I, hey, I dig the dude. Um, I don't know about the whole pregame during warmups. I mean, him and Kyle Clifford kind of got into it. Him and Reeves were kind of talking and like, I don't, like long, like, like Domi said, dude, just tell him first shift we're going and skate away. Like, I don't know what you, like, you guys are like giving monologues or something like him and Kyle, Kyle Clifford sat there for like three minutes and talked. It's like, uh, you know, it takes that long to set up a fight these days. Like, I don't know, but Hey, whatever they fought. So it just kind of struck me funny to, it just seems so odd to like, they're just having a, like you'd think, are they friends the way? They, and then you look and the, you could tell by the demeanor. It's like, okay, well, this isn't a friendly conversation. So yeah, but, uh, no, it was cool. And, uh, you know, and I, and I laugh at some of these guys like, fuck you guys talk about me being old and bitter. Holy shit. Like, you guys go on and on, they don't fight. Then when they do fight, oh, it's still not good enough. No balance. Well, and okay, in that one it wasn't. But, like, okay. What? Well, and then, I'm not even going to say the guy's name, but any chance there's a guy, time to shit on Reeves, he does it. Like, I get it, you don't like him. That's fine, whatever, don't like him. But really, like... We can't skate, though. Oh, okay. Like, you know, Reeves uh, was like a like a third-line player. It wasn't an enforcer back in junior. Like, you know, like, it, uh, it's just, okay. Oh, no, like, to get to my point of, like, these guys that just cling on to the past, and, hey, I'll be the first to admit I'm old man yelling at clouds. But when you read, Con- oh, read uh, Koser and Probert and those guys, they'd murder Reeves. Oh, okay. Like, just what? stop. Like, just, like, I get it. We all love the old Ruby Twist, Lyndon Byers, Jay Miller, Wendell Clark, all those guys. Hey, that's my childhood. That's my wheelhouse. Obviously, talk about it all the time. But I'm not going to sit here and yell that they'd kill Ryan Reeves. No, they wouldn't. Like, you do realize back in the day there was Tory Robertson's and Brian Curran's too. You know, like, I know you guys love to cling to the past, but not everybody, everything is in that enforcer group when they're talking, everything, oh, well, Probert would kill him. That's that's some guys, their de facto answer to everything is, well, Probert. Now, am I saying Ryan Reeves would beat Probert? No. Am I saying Probert would kill Ryan Reeves? No. 
Bob Prober didn't kill Andre Nazarov. Didn't kill didn't kill Chris Tamer. You know, why all of a sudden is he gonna kill Ryan Reeves? Who's like six two and two forty and jacked? Why why would these guys and stronger than all those guys? Now I know he's a product of his era, but that's the whole that's what makes your statement even dumber. Now, am I saying Reeves would beat them? No, I didn't say that either. But I know you guys like, I, I go back to that word again, hyperbole, an exaggeration. I guess that's what hyperbole is. But they make these outlandish statements. And it's just, you sound so buffoonish. Like, yeah, I can see why young people would read it and be just like, roll their eyes and put up the old man yelling at clouds meme. Because it's true. It is true. Like, if you're going to make this, like, first of all, I don't know what that, like, it's a a clip about Gabriel and Reeves. So I don't know what Probert has to do with anything. But thank you for feeling the need to throw that in. Like, some of you, it's like, squirrel, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, it has nothing to do with what the topic is, but you have to throw in, all of a sudden you're talking about Coaster and Probert. What's a fucking Reeves and Gabriel clip? Why are you talking about Probert and Coaster? Like, stay on point. Like, seriously. Like, it, the question wasn't, could Reeves hang with Bob Probert and Co- Joe Coaster? Okay, well then, that's your answer. But he's t- it's a fight about Curtis with Curtis Gabriel. Why are you bringing Probert into this? And some of you, why do you bring Probert into everything? Why? We all know. You don't need to bring it up. That's like the same thing. Anybody, you do an ex- social, here's a social experiment for you. Just put in Scott Parker. Like I always say, I use this as an example every time and it's true. Go to any, go back and look at any topic about Scott Parker. Go read the comments. Within two or three comments, well, I couldn't beat up Probert. Every time. All my twist, all my Bob Probert invitational tournaments on Twitter. When there's voting going on. And it's Parker versus whoever. Oh yeah, but Bob Probert knocked him out. Okay, thanks. Tips. Yeah, we all know. We all saw it. Your point is what? Do you want me to bring up Bob Probert got dropped by Chris Tamer? Do you want me to bring that one up? Grant Jennings? What the fuck? And when is... And I've always said, when is losing to Probert like a knock? Everyone lost to Probert. You you use it like it's some oh no yeah, see sucks like okay he, he Probert beat him knocked him out and like it and like I I don't know where you're going with this like I said so these idiots that have to throw Probert into every conversation like do you like just don't don't say anything just move go start your own topic then or move on why do you some of you feel the need to talk like, I, I see you. I'm a moderator in that group. I see all the posts. I see all the, you know, I can, I look up people's stuff. Some of you feel the need to constantly comment about everything. Hey, and I understand it's a group form. That's what it's all about is participation. That's not what I'm saying. You, you participate, but you, you never stay on topic. Like I said, it, they could be talking about fucking food. 
and you'd somehow weasel Probert into the conversation somehow. I'm like, oh, and reading comprehension is at an all-time low in that group. Like, stay on topic. My God. I'm Here I am yelling about staying on topic. Huh, the irony. But anyway, would the old-timers smoke Reeves? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't smoke Tom Wilson either. Or Ross Johnson. Or any of these guys. These are tough dudes. Or Lucic or whatever. They're big tough guys. They could hang in any era. Let it go. Just stop. And don't, hey, don't at me as the kids say. I got 500 fucking fight DVDs right behind me. I have experience watching and all this shit. I'm, I'm as, as well versed in this as you are. All you old fuckers that are sitting there yelling. I'm old too. And I've yelled about the old stuff. But I'd like to think I had a point about all this. Now, are these guys certainly battle tested? They aren't battle tested like Baruby and the rest of them were. No, of course they're not. Of course not. And they fight a handful of times a year and that's it. Not the 20 to 30 that the other guys did. That is true. That's not their fault. Like You hold that against them. Like, it's their fault the rest of the league is pussy. Like, is it Ryan Reeves' fault Toronto has nobody? Or Carolina? Or apparently Philly? Like, all these te- Buffalo? Like, who do these people... Like, three quarters of that... Why am I picking those teams? I may as well three quarters of the league? Is that Ryan Reeves' fault? No. But you hold it against them like it is. Well, he's just cocky. Yeah, and he is getting paid millions of dollars by the Knights to do exactly that. Be an asshole. So? Like, some of you guys are so hung up. I've said it a million times on this show, but every week, Alec and I just sit and talk about it. We just laugh about it. You guys are so tied into this code. Oh my god, it's so pathetic. You know what, he's just got no class. He's he's not classy. Oh, Because a fist fight's supposed to be classy. What the fuck? You're out here winning a game. You get paid millions of dollars to do it. Ryan Reeves is getting, what, a million and a half dollars? So he has to do what he has to do. And it is to be an asshole. That's what an enforcer is. I'm sorry. But you guys talk like it's Marcus of Queensberry. Are you kidding me? Like you don't think Marty McSarley was an asshole? Ty Domi wasn't an asshole? Schultz? They were bullies. Well, Probert never did that. No, Probert just ran goalies, knee people, and headbutted. But no, he's classy. The code, the code. And then, then you have a Wendell Clark profile picture. Fucking guy jumped people and ground and pounded everybody. But oh, old Tom Hockey. Oh my, like get a fucking clue. Like seriously? I don't have a problem with any of it. That was the role. That was the job. It's to, it's to inf- inflict your will on someone. And bend them. And break them. And it's to be a bully. 
I know that's the buzzword of the nowadays, God forbid, but that's what you are. You were a bully. That's what Reeves is. Oh, he just can get away with it. Yeah, he can. That's the point. Don't like it? Do something about it. I don't blame him. Like, is he not supposed to do any of that? Well, that would sort of lead to him being sort of ineffective and out of the league. He's in the league because, well, he hits. He leads the league in hits. He's the toughest guy in the league, arguably. I mean, you could yell Lucic or Ross, whatever. He's, I know there's only a handful, but he's sort of the kingpin. I would, that's my opinion. And he's a motherfucker. And he's daring you to do something about it. At the end of the day, I mean, I like I said, I don't watch. Maybe that happens, but I certainly haven't seen any clips or anything. Are any of Vegas players getting messed with? I haven't seen it. Well, I see plenty of Leaf players getting messed with and every other team. Don't see any Knights guys getting abused. Why is that? Just saying. And you might not, oh, he's cocky, he was yelling at Gabriel after, there's no need for that. Why not? Why? He has a history with Gabriel. Gabriel was yapping at him before the game. And even if you go back, somebody broke it down in the clips there. What he's saying to him? Yeah, you're not saying much now. Hey, bitch. Well, Gabriel was the one that engaged him at the red line in warm-ups. Reese felt he beat him up and, well, not beat him up, but beat him and whatever. And told him afterwards about it. So what? Probert never would do that. Go, you clearly have no concept of history. Just because Probert didn't say anything didn't make him dirty. Or, what did I just say? Yeah, just because Probert wasn't a big talker didn't mean he wasn't dirty. That's what I'm trying to say. Go back and look. Just saying. Like, oh, some of you just fucking cling to this illusion. I was back there with you. I was there too. So you can't pull the shit on me. I'm not at 17. I know what went on. I have the videos. So, like I said, just stop trying to inject Probert and Koser and all them into everything. Hey, was it as tough as it was in 1991? No. I'm not not trying to compare 2020. Of course I'm not. I've spent a... 89 episodes or 88 episodes before that saying it isn't. No, hockey's nowhere near tough what it used to be. Junior's nowhere near it's romper room compared to the way it was. Yes, and the guys back in the day were battle tested and fought a hundred times more. Yes, they did. At the same time to talk like Ryan Reeves would just get ragdolled all over the place by all these guys. Is just moronic. He wouldn't. Now again, I'm not saying he would win. I'm just saying he's not going to get fucking dummied. So stop. Which brings me to my next point. The topic came up. The question was, who was the better fighter? That's what it, better fighter. Cam Neely or Milan Lucic? Again, reading comprehension apparently at an all-time low. 
Lucic isn't half the player neither he was. Okay, thanks. Tips. We know that one's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, kind of. We kind of all know that. That Neely is the better player. Again, that wasn't the question. But thanks for playing. Thanks for feeling the need to throw that in. I did some research. Cam Neely. 726 career games. 79 career fights. Milan Lucic. 985 games. Surprise! I didn't realize he had played that many. 985 games. He's at, currently at 86 fights. Again, product of the environment the last few years. A little lean. Lucic's willingness, I'm not sure, is it really there either. Although, his fight with Josh Anderson the other night, he looked... He actually looked fairly mean in that. He actually looked like he was pissed. Which was good to see. And it's interesting the career path these guys took. Very similar. Uh, both played just like two years of junior. Neither of them played any any time in the minors. Went right to the NHL. So they de- definitely have that similarity. Um, ob- again, obviously Cam Neely was the better player. Not even, you know, obviously. He's not even close. Well, it's not like Lucic is, you know, fucking out there with double runners or anything. I mean, he does have, I don't know, five or six hundred career points. So it's not like he's a complete, contrary to popular belief, a complete slug. Although, again, I'm not going to lie, or I won't, you know, the last couple years, a little tough. You know, I've never seen a guy so snake bit. And I don't know what's going on if he was playing her. I've heard there's some issues, like, had some issues with his dad and all that stuff and some personal stuff. You know, that weighs in a guy for sure, so I don't know. A lot of pressure with the contract as well. Again, I'm trying to sound like I'm making excuses. Hey, everybody knows I'm a Lucic guy. Always been a fan of Lucic ever since junior. Um, I've loved watching his whole career. But yeah, his last couple years, obviously been a little rough, for sure. But uh, again, that doesn't, again, staying on topic, that doesn't take away from his fighting ability. Um, was a tough dude. I, again, reading some of these comments, oh, Lucic fights anybody tough, he's a pussy. Okay, I, again, um, yeah, not sure what that's supposed to mean, but, yeah, well, he wasn't the heavyweight in Boston, Thornton was. Yeah, we know. And, like, again, I don't know what this means. What does that mean? Thornton was the enforcer. Yeah, he was. It was his job to fight the top. First of all, Thornton's a fourth liner. So it's his job to fight the other fourth liners, not Lucic's. At the time in Boston, Lucic was scoring 30 goals. Why would he fight Brashear? Or LaRock? I should have fought LaRock, though. You know what I'm saying? That's Thornton's job. That's why Thornton's there. I'm sure Thornton told him, I'll do it. They don't do it. Oh, Lucic was scared of him. Uh, yeah, okay. He mean, meanwhile, you know, he's fought England and Orr and Karkner and Brookbank and all them, but somehow he's scared of George. Okay. Now I realize George is probably overall... I'm not even going to... Whatever. Just stop talking. Was Lucic scared of LaRock? No. Was he probably told not to fight him? Yes, probably. Or he was just trying to con him into something. I'm not saying he's kind of a Lucic guy. I don't mind George. I like LaRock too. I'm just saying, use some common sense here. Why would Lucic fight him? Really? When you got Thornton there. 
It's their job. It's his job too. Like I'm kind of thinking, Lu- I'd I'd like to talk to Lucic about that. I'd like to ask that. Were you handcuffed and told not to? Like Gillies even talks about that in the interview. Hey, when you get red lighted, it's red light, man. Like contrary to what fans want. But on the surface, yes, Lucic should have fought him. But anyway, Neely. But it was interesting to read when it got down to who was the better fighter. I would say surprisingly, I think a lot of people said Neely over Lucic, which was interesting. I disagree, but I would take Lucic in a fight over Neely. Um, but no, Cam's better. I'd rather have Neely. Okay, again, reading comprehension wasn't the question. It was who, the simple question was who's the better fighter of the two? That's it. All I don't give a shit about your opinion on the other topics. That's the topic. Stay on point, please. But Neely, I'm just looking at Jay Wells, McClellan, Coaster, Basil, Tiger, Tockett, Carson, Terry Karkner, Buckberger, Nylon, Melee, Chikrin, Bomber, Wendell. I had to look up that Wendell fight. I didn't know he fought Wendell. And Brashear and Bob McGill. Those, those, those were the, the heavyweights that I picked off of Neely's card. There was a few, you know, Scott Gladendorst and, uh, you know, and stuff like that on there. Those were the heavyweights. Lucic's card, same thing. I picked off the heavyweights. Brookbank. Uh, Jared Bull, he fought Bull a bunch of times. Ben Eager, John Erskine, he fought a couple times. Uh, Curtis uh, McDermott, uh, Ivanaz, Ivanans, Ivanans. How do you say that? Ivanan, Evenons. I think it's that Evenons. Eric Bolton, Chris Neal, a bunch of times. Colt Nor, Trevor, uh, Tristan Grant, Jim Vandermeer, Jay Rosehill, Brandon Prust, Matt Karkner, Sestito, The Wrecker. That was a really good fight, by the way. Check it out. Luke Each and The Wrecker. It's a good one. Uh, Luke Gazdick, Anglin, Michael Haley, Cody McLeod, Gabriel, Anthony Peluso. There was a, I, I really liked Anthony Peluso. I was a big fan of his. Those were Lucic's, uh, the heavyweights I picked off of his card. So yeah, I mean, they definitely fought some kind of like, uh, lesser, whatever you want, like lesser guys, middleweight guys for sure. Um, but I just think, uh, I think Lucic was, um, you know, he fought more in junior. Um, you know, he, he fought everybody, Matt Cassie and Fraser McLaren, you know, on and on in junior. Um, you know, I've, I've seen those fights. He was pretty well the guy in the Western Hockey League. Um, you know, and then he gets to the NHL, done fairly well in all his fights. Um, I don't know. I, I just, myself, I'd pick Lucic over Neely. I just would. Um, I will say Neely, uh, well, Mayotte, that was a... Bad. There's another guy that actually, and Jacques Mayotte will always say, Cam Neely hit him the hardest out of all the fights he was ever in. Which, oh, that's, that's, that covers a lot of ground, that statement. So, that says something. Um, yeah. But Neely had that big left, that left hand. And when, and when Neely fought, I mean, he, obviously he was a, he was a power forward guy. It wasn't his role. So when he did, you knew he was pissed. And, uh, yeah, he's, him and Bomber, that's a good one too. In LA. And they, they're throwing, man. And, uh, Neely was bad dude. And when he got going, he was mean. And, uh, but I think it was far, I think it was much more Lucic's, I, I, I still, it was, it was more Lucic's job than Neely's for sure. Um, again, the last couple years, you know, we've seen how the league has shrunk in terms of fighting. So, I mean, that obviously hurts Lucic's numbers. Um, and I just, there isn't just a number of guys, there isn't just guys, um, looking for it, right? So, um, but yeah, I think in that, 
I'll let you guys, the listeners, decide. Think about that one as you're listening to this in your headphones or staring at your dashboard. Um, Lucic or Neely in a fight? Interesting. But where is my Blackhawks list? Where the hell is it? Oh, here it is. All right. Finally. Sports Illustrated. Chicago Blackhawks. Top 15 fighters of all time. All right. Storied franchise. Lots of tough guys roll through town. I They base this on, like, their time with Chicago. Okay. Uh, yeah. 15. Jamal Mares. All right. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, nothing wrong... Um, not knocking the guy, um, you know, gritty guy, played with grit and stuff. Um, I, to be completely honest, I've never done the Jamal Mayer's rabbit hole dive of fights on YouTube. Uh, eh, I, I, I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, number 14, Reed Simpson. Love Reed Simpson. I would, uh, yeah, definitely have him on this list. Um. There's a guy, uh, I always say, if you're going to my YouTube channel, type in Reed Simpson, you will not be disappointed. Tremendous. Um, in the my awesome fights in my, in the minor with Hershey, uh, Albany. Um, Simpson's a bad dude, man. And, uh, NHL, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, everyone, you had a tough one against Grimson and whatever. And, um, uh, but yeah, some great fights. Um, has, has one with McSorley. It's just unbelievable. But yeah, Reed Simpson's awesome. I was a 13, Wayne Van Dorp. I love it. I was a big, I like Van Dorp. He took some kickings, but I don't know. There's something about him. I kind of dig Wayne Van Dorp, but yeah, big dude. Apparently drove a windowless van. Seriously. Um, you know, look him up. Check him out. He was actually uh, in the minors, in the American League with Rochester and stuff. He was actually pretty good. Um, apparently, Lyndon, <coughs> pardon me, Lyndon Byers just hates him. For whatever reason. I don't, I don't know if he's ever stated why, but he just hates Wayne Van Dorp. But, uh, uh, what did Tony Twist say? They call him Sloop, Slope. Sloop? Slope. Yeah. But, yeah, Ben. Dorper. Um, number 12, Jim Cummins. Again, love me some Jim Cummins. Um, what Hank, like, you talk about a guy stood in the pocket, toe-to-toe, grabbed the middle of the jersey and just swing. Had the old knuckle, knuckle buster helmet and, uh, leather straps. Drop the gloves and let's just get at it. And toe-to-toe and buckle or be buckled. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a fight fan, I mean, I, I don't give a shit about wins and losses, you know, out of a pure entertainment standpoint, they don't get much more entertaining than Jim Cummins. Tremendous. Number, same thing. Number 11, Ryan Vandenbush. Exactly. Exactly the same. Toe to toe marathon fights. His fight with Kyle Friedrich, one of the greatest hockey fights ever. Um, could take a shot. Uh, unbelievable chin. Um, Vandenbush is awesome. There's a guy I'd really like to get. I have a St. John's Maple Leafs DVD um, that I, I really want to get a cleaner version of because there are some awesome Van and Bush fights on there. He was awesome. Yeah, I love Ryan Van and Bush. Number 10, uh, Chris Chelios. Uh, Hall of Fame player, obviously, great player. Um, this is what this list is about. This is about toughness. Um, you know, would play physical, obviously, and stuff like that. But in terms of when the gloves came off, Chelios couldn't fight. I don't know what, you know. I mean, you got Chris Chelios ahead of, like, well, any of the guys I just said. 
Like, I wouldn't even put Chelios in the top 25. I, I don't remember a memorable Chris Chelios fight. I really don't. I mean, I know he had a bunch, but... Really? Okay. Uh, number nine, John Scott. Like, I... Okay, like, I mean, John Scott was a tough guy, massive, tough guy, obviously, but I mean, you know, what's your criteria here? Wasn't he in Chicago for, like, three minutes? So, like, I don't know. Like I said, I, depending on what your criteria, like, okay, the toughest guys to ever play in Chicago, and you just base it on their whole career? All right, Scott can be in there, but um, for his terms of his Chicago time? I don't know, whatever. Okay, number eight, Phil Russell. Yeah, you know what? I always, whenever they do these lists, I always, um, I always, I, I, I enjoy the fact that they, they, they put in a Phil Russell or, um, older guys like that. Uh, what was it? The, uh, when I did the list of the, oh, every franchise is top, t- top fighter. And one of them had like Rod Buskus and, uh, who, uh, who was the other one that was in there? I was like, was, it wasn't Ed Costellic, but it was a Tory Robertson. I don't know. It was it was someone like that, like someone that had like no business being in the list. But it was a fact that they mentioned them. Just kind of popped me. I liked it. Um, but again, Phil Russell. I I'm hey, where's Steve? I should phone Steve up and ask him about Phil Russell. He'd give me like a twenty minute book report on him. Um, I don't know enough about Phil Russell. You know, old school guy. Um, I mean, I've seen some of his stuff. I mean, but I'm certainly not going to say if that if eight's right or wrong. I don't know. He's on the list anyway. Um, number seven, Mike Peluso is the gentleman I do know about. Um, Peluso, yeah, you know, it looked like he was, <laughs> looked like he was always fighting on a, you know, on a, trying to stand up on marbles, you know, not the greatest balance, but wild haymakers and hey, dude fought everybody, went for it. Um, yeah, shit balance and stuff, but I, hey, I dig Peluso, he was cool. Number six, Dave Manson. Um, yeah, I think... You know, uh, reputation is a lot of, I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and myth there. Um, hey, PA guy, Western boy, I dig him. Madam, nice guy. Um, I dig his voice. I know I feel bad for him because he got his larynx crushed, but he, so he kind of talks like the Godfather. You know, but, uh, you know, offer you can't refuse. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I, hey, I dig Manson. I always liked him. Mean fucker. Um, you know, played on the edge, was dirty. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot better player than people give him credit for, uh, played forever in terms of actual fighting ability. Eh, he had his moments. Um, I'm not going to, there are some people that think he's a top 10 of all time, uh, you know, but, uh, no, I mean, he was just a tough, mean defenseman. That's about it. Um, I wouldn't put him anywhere. I don't know, a top 25 and, yeah, maybe in the top 25. I wouldn't put him at number five, that's for sure. Or number six, pardon me. Um, but I dig him. I dig Charlie. Uh, number five, Stu Grimson. Yeah, I mean, what, the Grim Reaper, right? Um, this is where he started. Well, I guess he's technically started in Calgary, but became a regular in Chicago. Um, yeah, came into his own later on in, you know, really into Car- Hartford, Carolina-ish, Nashville days. You know, that's when Stu really found himself, I think, and, and grew into the role. Um, again, in Chicago, was willing, fought everybody, fought Probert and everybody a million times. Um, balance a little suspect, but he was really long, long and gangly, um, but had some great fights in Chicago. I love Stu, he was great. Uh, number four, Ben Wilson. 
Um, yeah, again, he had the back injury. So, you know, in Chicago, he was definitely slowing down. It was the end of the road, but he still had some really good fights. Um, when he was in Philly, he was like, I have Wilson in my top 10 of all time. Um, he was vicious, big dude, especially for the time period. Um, you know, I think six, three, six, four, you know, which in like the late seventies was massive. Um, yeah, you know, I think Chicago, like I said, Chicago was sort of the end of the rope, end of the line for him, but he had some strong seasons there. Um, off the top of my head, I don't really remember his whole Blackhawk fight card, but, um, yeah, Ben Wilson, anytime Ben Wilson's on the list, I'm not arguing with it. Um, number three, Keith Magnuson. Yeah, again, um, you know, in terms of actual fighting ability, you know, very Jim Cummins-like, you know, wide open, would fight everybody, um, willing, obviously, uh, old Maggie, uh, it's a shame, um, obviously he was, uh, uh, killed in a car accident, unfortunately, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, played for the Blackhawks forever, was probably Mr. Blackhawk, I know he was loved in Chicago, um, Again, I'm not going to profess about being a Magnuson expert or anything, but I mean, I've seen a bunch of his fights in the old. I mean, again, it was the 70s, so it's like, you know, there's only so much footage available. But, um, yeah, I mean, what's the, he's a bit of a catcher for sure, but uh, he was always in there. I dig him. Um, number two, Al Secord. Um, great player. Uh, power forward for sure. 40, 50 goal guy. Uh, three, like, what do you have, 50 goals in 300 minutes? Um, again... I don't, I don't see the complete appeal of Al Secord. Um, like, oh, he's a, he was a boxer and he badass and he was one of the first guys. He was a real, I know he's a real workout guy. Like, you know, back when people weren't really doing that, he was a big weight guy and stuff. Um, again, great player would fight. He certainly fought, but um, I never saw it with him. He's more of a wrestler to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, again, hey, great. I'd have him on the list. Yeah, I would. Um, but, eh, I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just never really saw it. And then number one, Probert, obviously. I mean, eh, you know, what more can I say about that? I mean, I, actually, the one thing I always say is I, I was always, um, for some reason, I think Probert, you always think Detroit, right? But it was like, they almost played, he almost played the same amount of games in both places. Um, actually, he might have played more in Chicago. But yeah, he played 400 some games or whatever in Chicago. I'm like, Really? He played that long there? I don't, I didn't realize that. But, um, yeah, I mean, how do you argue with that? You can't, so. Um, but, again, a few names on there that are a little, mm, I don't know. Well, like, Chelios and stuff, it's like, mm, no. But, so I'm kind of like, so who did they miss? Um, Brad Brown, uh, Ciccone, Reg Fleming, Randy Holt for you old-timers, um, Kurt Fraser, Speaking of underrated, oof, Kurt Fraser. I wish there was more footage because you hear stories like in Vancouver, just smoking guys. And again, great player, solid power forward. Um, Mark Jansons, love me some Mark Jansons. Darren Kimball. Like there was guys that played like Darren Kimball that were there for like a season, right? So it's like, okay, you know. But uh, Gary Nyland, Ruskowski, old Roscoe, Cam Russell, um, Matt Barnaby. Chris Simon, Jim Vandermeer, Doug Smolik, Strudwig, Thornton. I mean, I know they briefly played in Chicago, those guys, but, you know, I would I would have every guy I just said out loud ahead of Chelios, so maybe Chelios wouldn't be in the top 25. Um, but, yeah, 
I don't know. It was just kind of an interesting list. I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, yeah. Gone an hour here, folks. What did we talk about? Yeah, a bunch of nothing. I wasted your time. I may not wasted your time. I hope not. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, ah, yes. Well, my last Sunday episode, of course, um, I've already talked about that. Uh, kind of apologize for maybe kind of going off the rails a little bit. Don't apologize for what I said. I meant what I said. But, uh, I kind of fucking took my ball and went home and shut the episode down early. Because normally what I've been doing on these Sunday episodes at the end is sort of a player spotlight where we just talk about someone that's underappreciated or maybe an under-the-radar guy that maybe um, that I know about that I want to share with you guys that you would go and check out on YouTube. And like I said, I'll, I'll try to find stuff where there's guys where there's footage available of the guy. Like, you know, I don't want to... The guy played in the 70s or something. But no, you should have seen him. Well, okay. But, you know, meanwhile, there's one fight on YouTube. So, um, so... Unfortunately, obviously, a lot of old guys aren't going to be mentioned in the spotlight because it just—I I can tell you, Bob Gas off, but you know, there's no footage. So, um, so I've tried to. But anyway, uh, Tanner Lasan—that was one of the guys I talked about. Um, who else did I talk about? Oh, Terry Ryan. So, not that Terry isn't known, but I think um, through his stories and his podcasts and stuff, like people hear the stories, but I don't. Maybe they don't go back and actually investigate his fights, and. Um, you know, I know Terry is very self-deprecating, but if you go, hey, go to my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, type in Terry Ryan. Shit, I think I got about 20-some of his fights on there. And great battles. Mike Rourke, Lassard, um, yeah, Matt Odette, that's a really good one. Uh, Joel Terrio, like, yeah, he fights all those guys. Terry was a bad dude. Like, for an under, like for a guy that was a goal scorer, again, power forward, definitely. Yeah, Terry was a tough dude. Um, yeah, so, and then Josh Caron, that was another guy, um, you know, played a couple years of pro and then that was it, but he, Western Hockey League champ in his last year, um, I encourage you, big kid, tough, tough, go back and check him out. Another guy I'm going to bring up, the UK fans know about this guy, um, I knew about him from the Western League, uh, but Jake Doty, um, or Jacob Doty, whatever you want to say, um, but yeah, definitely check him out, uh. Probably the league champ uh, the year after Karan. Big dude. Um, ju- actually just had a, a really good... Was it yeah, Gabriel? I think it was actually a really good fight with Curtis Gabriel. Uh, just like last week. Before Gabriel went up. Was it Gabriel? Was it with someone? Yeah, it was Gabriel, I think. Um, but yeah, he's had battles with... Uh, you know, uh, a tough run against Matthew Gagnon. Hey, there's another guy I could use in the spotlight over in the UK. But... Um, yeah, he's back in the American League now, and uh, yeah, I've uh, D O T Y Jake Doty, um, St. Louis Blues prospect. Um, I'm not really sure who he signed with now. Um, I think it's probably just an AHL deal, but I'm not. I don't know who it is now that he signed with. Huh? I want Ontario Rain. Is that who he's with? Man, I should have investigated that. See, this was, I had them all, I had every, all my notes and everything from last Sunday, and then I got mad and threw them all away, uh, when I was done with the episode, and I, I still don't have them, and as I was just about to wrap it up, I remembered I hadn't talked about this yet, so I apologize for not having my notes in front of me, but I know Jake Doty, check him out, go to hockeyfights.com, they got all the videos there, because a lot of his dub stuff's up there, right, because he's kind of, he's a newer guy. So, uh, yeah, but big kid, man, can toss him. Um, I'd really like to see him get some NHL time. Um, 
you know, maybe stranger things have happened. You don't want to wish injury on people. For sure you don't want to. I'm just saying, hey, a couple injuries, maybe he's in there. I don't know if he's on a two-way or not, but uh, he's there. But, yeah, Jake Doty, check that out. There's my underrated spotlight player of the day. But, uh, all right, guys, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, I'll be completely honest, I have not interviewed anybody yet, so I do not know what Wednesday's show is going to look like. Um, I have a few guys I want to talk to. Hopefully I can record with them this weekend and get something done. Um, if not, you'll be you'll be hearing me regardless on Sunday. I just don't know if you'll be hearing anybody with me. I'll try for you, though. But in the meantime, definitely check out the back catalog. Um, and hit YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Like I said, check out the check out the videos. It'll keep you busy for hours. But uh, other than that, I'll just shut up. Enjoy your the rest, what's left of your weekend. And uh, we'll attack Monday. All right, guys. Talk to you later. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?